Happy Friday and welcome into another edition of, I mean, your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. Got a lot going on in the sports world. The MLB playoffs. I mean, we're at the championship series now. And then college football, an exciting, fun week there in the NFL. Uh, just keep getting surprise teams. And uh, some teams are starting to feel the wrath of the injury bug. But uh, we're almost half, we're, we're six weeks in to the NFL now and halfway through the college football season. So uh, stay tuned. Going to be breaking down some of the biggest games for this week in college football and the NFL. Uh, first, make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with Lasers on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and hopefully you're watching on Millions.co at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website or Millions.co for some merch. Podcast, www.burgersbratspodcast.com. All right. Start with the MLB playoffs. So we've already got the ALCS set. We've got the Houston Astros beating the Minnesota Twins uh, three games to one. So Houston uh, pretty much took care of business with Minnesota, kind of like we expected them to. Uh, Houston, I think this is the seventh straight ALCS appearance. Just ridiculous. I mean, the Houston Asterisks, of course. So uh, some of them came with some asterisks, some of them don't count in my opinion, but uh, they make it back to the ALCS. And they face their rival and division, a division rival, the Texas Rangers, who swept the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, Baltimore, one of the best, best teams in baseball this year, just gets swept. Uh, they got their bird tail handed to them by the Rangers. A little surprising that the Rangers didn't just go ahead and choke away this postseason that's what they usually do but no or shoot they don't even make it to the postseason but uh, they make it to the ALCS and set up a matchup with their uh, big rivals the Houston Astros and that starts on Sunday uh, so I mean it's coming up baseball season it, it's almost over we really haven't heard much of the MLB from the MLB playoffs this year but it just hasn't had that real effect of it. No no Yankees, Dodgers made it, but they get beat, and they don't even make it. They get swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. The best team in baseball, second best team, gets second best team in baseball gets swept. 100-win team. Ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. Get swept by the six-seed Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, didn't even, it wasn't even close uh, this series. Arizona took some bass in the in the outfield after the win over the Dodgers, which was fun to see. It's good to see. I mean, it's good to see variety and these other teams make it. You know, on the same teams every year. But uh, it, it was really surprising to see the Dodgers just get handled like that. And then I mean, now we've got Atlanta and Philly. Philly up two games to one. Can doing this podcast before the uh, game tonight. So between the Braves and the Philly Philadelphia Phillies. So this this series could be over tonight with uh, Philly and Atlanta. Hopefully we get another game uh, with uh, Atlanta and Philly and Braves. I mean they're the best team in baseball. It'd be very surprising if they don't make it to the NLCS, but that is definitely a strong possibility. Bryce Harper is going nuclear, uh, hitting two home runs and staring down the second baseman. So it. It's fun baseball. It just hasn't really had that uh, it factor to it. I mean, the tune-in part to it. 
but it, it should be good. I mean, so we get the Asterix and the Rangers versus the Diamondback or yeah, versus the Diamondbacks, and then either Braves or the Phillies will know. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, we'll know the NLCS uh, schedule. So fun to see, fun baseball. Gonna be tuning in now for the championship series because those are always fun, and we're rooting for the or we're rooting for the Rangers. And uh, I mean, it'd be cool to see Freeman uh, get one on Atlanta and then Acuna, but I mean they've already got one, so uh, it really doesn't matter for me. The only thing I'm rooting against is the Asterix. So Arizona would be fun to see. Uh, made them make it to the uh, to the World Series. I don't think I've seen them make it in my lifetime, so that'll be good. But MLB playoffs in full effect right now. All right, did a podcast earlier this week. Talked a little bit about the NFL and uh, college football weekend of weekend packed action. So just gonna be picking some games today. And let's start with the NFL. We got the Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals two and a half point favorites in this one. Seahawks coming off a bye week. Bengals looked good last week, finally getting Jamar Chase the ball. He had three touchdowns uh, on the day. So he said he was freaking open. He was freaking open. Give him the ball. Um, 130 yards as well. Burrow now 1,000 yards on the season. Doesn't really feel like it, but he's also got five. He's only got five touchdowns, though. Uh, and three of them were last week. So uh, he's getting the yards. He's not getting the touchdowns, though. Offense is still 31st in the league. Yeah, that's second to last. Uh, Got to pick that up. Seattle's been pretty consistent this year in scoring. Uh, they've scored 37 points in two of their last three games. That's pretty good uh, for Geno Smith and this Seahawks offense. So neither team has really started out hot or dominated the first half. Uh, really haven't had many leads going into halftime. I mean, Bengals have been that loot. They've lost most of their games. And Seahawks have been kind of a second-half team coming back and uh, getting the win. Uh, I really don't know if Cincy has that identity back, but they do have the players. Seattle, I really, I trust Seattle more right now. Uh, this is kind of a game that it could be a one-point game. It could be a last-second field goal, last-second touchdown. It's going to be a close game. I, I really don't know. I it is a this is a coin flip. This is a coin flip game to pick, but I think I'll go Seahawks coming off a of bye week and then. Uh, they've looked good the last few weeks. I mean, scoring nearly 40 points in two of their last three games really bangles their first good game of the year. And uh, just don't know what they fully are yet. So I'm going Seahawks over the Bengals in this one. Uh, next we got the... Excuse me. Uh, the Cowboys at the Chargers. See how boring that game is? Uh, I'm talking about I just I was just yawning. Uh, Cowboys at the Chargers, baby. This game should be pretty good. A pretty high offensive intensity. This is a Monday Night Football. Cowboys a two-point favorite in this game, even though they got walloped by the 49ers on Sunday Night Football last week. That was just embarrassing effort by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you have a good offense, you have a great defense, and you just get spanked. I mean, it was even close. Yeah, they 49ers set the tone early. Kittle had two or three touchdowns in the game. Uh, 49ers looked really, really good. That is the number one team in football. The number one team. Had that on my rankings. Uh, Dallas definitely dropped a few spots and getting beat that bad. So, uh, Chargers coming off a bye week this week. Dak on the year, five touchdowns, four interceptions. That is terrible. That is not good. He has relied on this defense. Defense was supposed to step up, did, did not get many stops. Offense just horrendous. Get CeeDee Lamb more involved. 
Herbert, only one interception on the year, and there are two losses on the season by five total points. So this Chargers team is in every single game, and any single game could go their way. Uh, any of those losses could have gone their way. Only five points total on their losses. Uh, and then four of their last five have been decided by seven points or less. So this team is playing in some tight-knit games. I uh, expect nothing less uh, coming up this week against that Dallas uh, defense if it's still intact. Uh, see about some injuries. I don't trust the Cowboys' offense. Don't trust Dak Prescott. Don't trust Mike McCarthy. And I think it's I think it's time you got you got to find a new quarterback. Maybe put some more options for Trey Lance to come in and run the ball. Maybe a few little throws, uh, packages. But Mike McCarthy, yeah, not not a fan of what he's been doing. Uh, Dallas is three and zero and leading at the half and scoring first. So they've been getting out there and scoring and sustaining that lead and that's in part their defense and those three games are their three wins so the two that they weren't didn't score for us or lead at halftime they didn't do either those were their two losses the one was in last week against the 49ers so uh expect them they need to start out hot and they need to hold the lead and you can pretty much expect a dallas cowboys uh, victory uh chargers 31st in defense though yikes yikes 31st in defense so Dak please ball out this game you have to ball out if you're throwing interceptions and not moving the ball against this team it's gonna be a long season for Cowboys fans so Herbert make throws because you're gonna get challenged so I think if Herbert can go without I mean any interceptions uh can't because the Cowboys will capitalize that defense they can, they can score uh getting those interceptions but Chargers go through a perfect game. I think Herbert has a lot of yards. They get a great ground ground game going. I think they have a chance, but I'll go Cowboys in this game just because I think they're the better team and that I I believe in that defense at least for one more week. It was a great 49ers team. That's the best team in football, but uh, I'll go Cowboys over the Chargers in this one. All right, Lions at the Bucks. Uh, two pretty solid teams, both three and one, three and one. Uh, on the year, Bucks coming off a of bye week. Baker Mayfield living up last week uh, in Dallas and with the Oklahoma Sooners. He had a good bye week. Lions looked really good last week, and that team's legit. Lions look legit. Uh, so Bucks, uh, this could be a huge win for Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay. Uh, Lions are three and a half point favorites in this one on the road. Goff's got twelve hundred yards on the year, nine touchdowns, while Baker's coming off. Uh, a pretty good season so far. I mean, their only loss was to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, which they could have won that game. Uh, got a, one more stop at the end and gone down and scored. Uh, Bucks, you got to stop Montgomery, his run game. He's getting 141 yards per game. Yeah, but not, not the team. Montgomery is getting 141 yards per game. Uh, Tampa Bay, only 87 rushing yards uh, per game. So that is a major difference uh, in that team. And gotta find something going because it's hard to win games if you don't have a ground attack and can't wear out that defense uh whichever quarterback plays turnover free and a team owns possessions uh, i mean obviously it's a great chance to win it, it, it it's gonna be i think it should be a pretty high scoring game in this one um bucks had a pretty decent defense lines uh look good with golf i mean can't believe golf is balling out like this and playing that good of football I, I'm going to go Bucks at home on this one. But, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if Lions go in there to Tampa and get a victory because this team is pretty, pretty good. 
But game should be entertaining. Kind of underrated game for the weekend. All right, 49ers at the Browns. San Fran, a seven-point favorite in the point. Seven-point favorite in this one on the road as well. See what happens with Deshaun Watson. Last week was a scratch, uh, just a couple hours before game time. I guess Browns cleared him to play, and he said, "Nope, not playing." In this one, so they got a bad win a few weeks ago. 49ers still perfect on the season, like I said, look great against the Cowboys. Uh, Browns look good too, though, with Watson on the field. Uh, they're only two and two on the year, but I mean, one loss was last week without him. Uh, this team is looking be- way better than expected. Obviously, uh, had some decent wins. 49ers, McCaffrey, seven touchdowns on the season already. Seven touchdowns, and we've only played five games. So this man. Is in, in he's an end zone finder. Uh, if you have him fantasy, you're a lucky man. You're lucky, lucky. If you got uh, Chris McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, with the third overall offense uh, going for him, and they've got the third overall defense as well on the other side of the ball. But Brock Purdy, I believe, is nine and 10 and zero to start his career uh, in the regular season, and his only loss was when he got injured in the first quarter in the playoff game. So. Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant. Some good football. Some really good football. Uh, Browns have the number one overall defense in the National Football League. So, he's going to get tested. Can he make those throws? Can he find those receivers? Can Christian McCaffrey have a big game? Rely on that. Open up the passing lanes. Because, I mean, you got a really good back. I, it's going to help. That helps your quarterback. You got receivers on the field. You got uh, CMC. So, uh, should be good. Should be good. Uh, Browns two and one at home this season. Uh, this is their fourth of their fifth game at home this year. So uh, Browns have been playing a lot of football in Cleveland. Um, 49ers scored first in every single game they played, and they've been leading at halftime four of the last five games. So this team knows how to get hot and sustain that lead, and don't expect anything less uh, this week. Both teams they're only one and one in. Uh, one or they're only they're only in one the one score game, so uh, it could be a little close. I mean, especially with this Cleveland defense, and I I I like what I like what Watson's kind of doing. I like what their defense is doing, but I think the 49ers are just way too good, way too good for this team, uh, for the Browns and that defense. Uh, 49ers, I think they kind of dominate this game. I'll go uh, 28 to 13, but not even close. So. Uh, final game, Eagles at the Jets. Eagles, the only other perfect team in the league, 5-0, and oh, head to Jer- uh, New York Jets. Philadelphia's number one team against the run, and they need that against Brees Hall, who had 177 rushing yards last week and has been looking really good uh, on the ground. Philadelphia, uh, second in the league with 164 rushing yards per game. So, I mean, that's going to wear out that defense, and the Jets have a pretty solid defense as well. That's how they've won some of these games. Uh, but Philly, Jalen Hurts can run the ball. He can pass the ball. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he can run the dang rock. Uh, he's had a couple hundred-yard games already this year. Uh, Zach Wilson, though, dead last in passing yards per game. Had 182 yards per game. But Philadelphia is 25th with giving up 267 passing yards per game. So, uh, could be pretty good. Uh, it's kind of uh, weird how Philadelphia's defense rushing attack 
their rushing rushing game defense is second in the league and giving up the fewest and then the corners and safeties and uh, back are just terrible, abysmal, giving up a lot of passing yards. Um, Philadelphia is already 3-0 and on the road, and they're 4-0 and when scoring first and leading at the half. So, like I said, I mean, they're 5-0 and for a reason. They're getting those hot starts, and they're sustaining that lead. Uh, Wilson, you need a career day with uh, 250 yards, two touchdowns, but I do not see that happening with him. So I got Philly winning 27-10 to over the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, let's go into On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Hefner Eye Care, located 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street, Oklahoma City. Uh, go check them out. Check out the website, HefnerEyeCare.com, and use their virtual try-on, try-on glasses, sunglasses, from the comfort of your own home. Uh, on this day, 2019, Simone Biles becomes the most decorated gymnast in history when she wins her 25th medal. Woo! It's a lot of medals. It's a lot of bling. Uh, 1892, Arthur Conan Doyle publishes The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And then uh, 1903, the first baseball World Series. Uh, baseball Americans beat the Pittsburgh Pirates in game eight. Yeah, eight games uh, for this. The Baseball Americans won the series five to three. So, uh, happy birthday, Jerry Rice. Roger Moore and William Penn and Usher. Yeah, happy birthday. Good on this day in history. All right, let's move on to the college football uh, week seven. I mean, we're coming towards the end of the college football season. And then uh, let's start with Syracuse at number four, Florida State. Uh, the Cuse were 4 0 uh, this season. They're looking pretty good. Um, <laughs> And then it just kind of went downhill after they played Clemson. They've lost their last two. Florida Skates escaped two games this year with Boston College and Clemson. Uh, Garrett Schrader, more passing yards than uh, Travis, but uh, Schrader's got five interceptions on the year. It's a, it, it's a pretty fairly even matchup for these teams offensively and defensively. Uh, really, the only glaring difference is uh, Florida State's not good on defense. Uh, not great. Uh, give up a lot of points. I mean, we've seen that. They've, I mean, they can score, but they're giving it up. But as long as you keep putting the ball in the end zone, no matter. Just have the ball last. Uh, on the this is only Cuse's uh, third road game on the season, so uh, it's a tough place to play in at in Tallahassee. But luckily, it's an 11 a.m. kick. I, I expect kind of a close game, especially with a, if Garrett can go no interceptions and wear out that FSU defense early. Because I mean. Uh, it won't take much to wear out that defense. But uh, no interceptions, a couple pass touchdowns. I think this game can stay pretty close. And, I mean, we've seen worse teams keep keep up with Florida State. Uh, FSU looked really good last week, but uh, struggled the two before. It, it should be close. I don't think Florida State covers at 17.5 points against the Qs. So I'm going Florida State 31-24. to But uh, Qs, it's a good team. They can play. I mean, like I said, they were ranked before this and uh, lost last two, but they can definitely find their identity again. All right. Uh, number 25, Miami at number 12, UNC. Both teams should be 5-0, and but we had Miami uh, not need the ball 
when they should have and just ran out the clock and gave up a Hail Mary or two plays, a deep ball touchdown to Georgia Tech to lose the football game. So pretty ridiculous stuff. I talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, Mario Cristobal should have been fired on the spot for that. They should have burnt the football program down and Cristobal should have never been allowed back in that stadium, in my opinion. That, that was ridiculous. I mean, that wasn't his first time doing it either, so. Uh, both QBs pretty solid. Tyler Van Dyke for Miami exceeding expectations uh, this year. I mean, they they should have been five and zero this year. Uh, they're four and one. They were looking to go to a New York Six bowl game, pretty decent bowl game, and that definitely hurt. Both have uh, both teams have a top ten offense. I mean, Drake May, like I said, was a favorite to win a Heisman and definitely end up in New York City. Uh, they're twelfth ranked right now, but still, he's pretty he's flying under the radar. Uh, only the this is only the Miami University's second road game this season, so this is only their second away game, and this is week seven, guys. It's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty crazy. Uh, the U beat up, uh, or the U have put up thirty-eight plus points in all but one game. Yeah, this offense can score. I mean, this Miami team is good. I don't know what they were thinking last week, ruining their season. Uh, I trust Drake May just a little bit more, Mac Brown a little more, especially after what I saw last week with Crystal Ball. Both have exactly 500 total yards per game on the year. The U's got a stout D giving up seven or less points in three games. So, I mean, everything's pointing to Miami to win this game, statistic-wise. And just, they, they've played really good football, solid football besides uh, one play. And... I really think if Miami didn't blow that game last week, I would pick them to win. I I, I would pick Miami uh, to win that game last or this week if I just that abysmal play calling and non-taking need didn't happen. But it did. I'm going North Carolina. I think they win 28 to 25 in this game. I think it's a pretty close game. It, it I mean, like I said, it's fairly even, and both teams are looking really good. Uh, offense and North Carolina, North Carolina is a three and a half point favorite in this game, so I'll go Miami to cover. Uh, next game, a little surprising that this game is uh, this highly decorated coming in. Uh, number eighteen UCLA at number fifteen Oregon State. Really didn't think these teams would be that good uh, towards this point of the season. Uh, Oregon State a three and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, UCLA again uh, some big wins their only loss was to the number 11 at number 11 utah and that was a 7 to 14 game uh, otherwise this team is putting up some points ucla just beat washington state who beat oregon state la- uh, a couple weeks ago so uh it, these two teams pretty good uh dante moore quarterback ucla 1100 yards nine touchdowns and like i said dj ugalele i thought this team would be pretty good with him at the helm because I was their worst position last year quarterback and now he's coming in 1300 yards 13 touchdowns both with only both with four interceptions on the year uh fairly even I mean UCLA's got the number five defense in the league only giving up 254 yards per game both top 28 offenses uh, so, I mean, I expect some points in this game. I think it's going to be a pretty good banter back and forth. Uh, it's really hard to pick uh, this matchup. It, this, these are two very good teams. Very, very the, yeah, these teams are good offense, good defense. Already have some ranked wins on their schedule. I mean, 
Uh, Oregon State's got a uh, ranked win against... Uh, they beat Utah 21-7. Uh, this are their fourth home game. They're 3-0. and UCLA's 1-1 on the road. Uh, both 1-1 versus top 25. So, it, it's a tough game. It can go either way. It, tough game. I'll go Oregon State just because it's at home and a night game for them and one of their bigger games on the year. And I, I trust DJ just a little bit more, but... Uh, I'll go Oregon State and the Beavers on this game. But it, it really could go either way. So, great matchup so far. Uh, and then number 10, USC at number 21, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, a three-point favorite in this game. 70% chance of rain for kickoff. So, it, it could be a little wet. could be raining down a little bit. But uh, it, this game's kind of hard to pick, too, because Notre Dame, you thought their offense would just be balling out with Sam Hartman. Uh, at the helm, he, I mean, he got 1,700 yards, 16 touchdowns, only three interceptions, but they got nothing going on against Louisville last week. Um, I, they lost 20 to 33, and it just did not look good. It wasn't close most of the game. I mean, they this is their fourth top 25 matchup in the last four weeks for Notre Dame. That's tough. That's very tough to do. I mean, doesn't matter if they're ranked. They're a top twenty-five team. It's gonna. It's tough to go four weeks straight beating teams like that. Uh, this is USC's first ranked opponent on the schedule, and I think the the first one with a winning record. This is the first opponent with a with a winning record for USC. USC escaped Arizona last week. I don't know if anyone else stayed up till two a.m. to watch that game. Three a.m. on the West Coast, but my gosh. Something has got to be done about that USC defense. Caleb Williams cannot keep bailing out this USC team. It's ridiculous how bad Alex Grinch in that defense is. Uh, Notre Dame out of the playoffs because he lost to Louisville, so really don't know what team's going to show up. If they want to fight, they can still get to New York Six Bowl games. It's going to be tough. they got to win out, but they've got the games to do it. Uh, Notre Dame's got a stout defense, really stout. USC... Obviously nothing. So it, Notre Dame does have that offense as well to balance it out for both sides. Caleb, 28 touchdowns total on the year, rushing and through the air. One interception. So, I mean, if there's not voter fatigue, I don't see why this guy's not winning the Heisman once again. Uh, Sam Hartman balling out. Like I said, USC, uh, we'll see how they do against a team that can actually put up wins on a scoreboard. Uh USC's got the fourth overall offense, uh, 112th overall defense, giving up just under 400 yards per game. Notre Dame, top 10 defense, only allowing 169 yards per game. So not giving up anything. And this is a game, if you can if you can hold this team to 169 yards, you're going to win this game uh, pretty handily uh, for sure. It, it won't be easy for USC's offense uh, since... Uh, Notre Dame only gives up uh, that that few of yards uh, per their game, but USC's used to scoring. They got 56 points per game, number one in the nation. 56 points a game, but nothing has been against a winning team. So this is a big test, big test uh, for them. Notre Dame, 191 rushing yards per game. So that's gonna have to play a big part in this. Actually, maybe not, because it doesn't matter, because you can still sling that rock against this USC team. So it, it may not even matter at all. But 
it should be a really good quarterback battle with Hartman and Caleb Williams. It, it's just, if Caleb, I think, has a turnover or two, I think it, it could be get out of hand pretty quick for them. Oh, it's, it's tough because uh, USC is probably a better team. Don't know how Notre Dame's going to show up for this. They just got there. They're out of the playoffs. They're only one and two against the top twenty-five, and but I'm gonna go Notre Dame in this game just because this is the actual first test against USC, and USC could have lost any other game uh, to those teams who were just abysmal, especially to Arizona. All right, uh, the game day game. Number eight, Oregon heads to number seven, Washington. Washington, a three-point favorite in this game. Come on, baby. Where's the respect for Dan Lanning and the Ducks? This is this is my team to win the Pac-12. I had Oregon win the Pac-12 before the season started. Uh, these are obviously the two best Pac-12 teams, and these are two of the better teams in the country. I mean, Penix Jr., 1,999 yards. He needs one more yard for 2,000 already. Week seven of the year. Ridiculous. 16 touchdowns, 446 passing yards per game. My goodness. 446 passing yards per game and 46 points per game. Woo, baby. Oregon's putting up a few more points per game with 51. Uh, they're also top 10 in passing and rushing. Bo Nix, uh, 1,400 yards, 15 touchdowns, only one interception as well. So both quarterbacks are not turning the ball over, and that's how you win these games. Uh, no turnovers. Uh, Offense-wise, Oregon, uh, number one, top ten in passing and rushing. Or Offense-wise, number two. Defense, top six, uh, only giving up 255 yards per game. Washington is the number one offense in the nation. So this is the number one offense in Washington versus the number two offense in Oregon. This is going to be electric. This is going to be a phenomenal game. I am so excited to watch this. Uh, and it's sadly at 2.30. Uh, it's not a night game, so at 2.30. Um, I'm, I'm kind of worried only Washington, Washington only has 123 rushing yards per game. They've got to kind of open up those holes because, I mean, they're going to know Penix can throw the ball. They're going to load. Uh, they're going to have so many uh, deep and uh, so much coverage that just Washington has got to, got to find some ground game because that box will be open. The box will be open for them because they trust or they respect Penix's ability to pass. So uh, they do just, just give up 360 total yards per game, uh, but their defense is ranked 64th in that regard. Uh, Washington, this is really their first test of the season. This is their first uh, top 25 opponent in uh, maybe just Boise State, but no other team has a winning record on their schedule as well. So no other no team they faced has a winning record. Uh, both teams undefeated, so uh, obviously undefeated away and home for both teams. Oregon's already 1-0 against Top 25 against uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado. Uh, this, this is going to be a great game. Uh, I, it's going to be it's going to be fireworks. Uh, Bucky Irving, running back for Oregon, 400 yards on only 50 touches. That's eight yards a carry. This Oregon team is really really good. Um, it's it's at Washington. But Oregon was my pick to win the Pac-12, and I'm not changing this. Oregon wins this game. I mean, they're way they're more balanced offensively and defensively than uh, Washington. And if you can just get a f- one interception or just close the passing lanes for Penix, I, this this game could get out of hand for Washington. Going Oregon, 34 to 24. 
over the Washington Huskies, baby. All right. It's my college football picks of the week. A pretty good week last week, winning record. Knew I should have taken Oklahoma over Texas, but I didn't want the bias to get to me. But uh, let's go into who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. Uh, Central America, Southern America, Northern America, all for you. Uh, 2023 solar eclipse is happening this weekend, this Saturday. Uh, it will give the Americans... Uh, a chance to see a ring of the ring of fire as well so i, I believe peak time is around 10 a.m central for uh central time america uh, northern america and it, it should be awesome uh hearing all good things and I, the solar eclipse i mean it's always a fun thing to see make sure you have the proper eyewear to go look at the solar eclipse so october 14th this saturday uh the path of totality will pass through uh, all the americas and uh, you'll really be able to see it in Northern America in Texas, Nevada, Cali, Oregon, New Mexico. Uh, but uh, if you're not in those states, you can still see it. The eclipse can be seen from thousands of miles east and west. Uh, I'll be in Albuquerque for the Balloon Festival this weekend. So that is going to – Path of Totality runs right through Albuquerque. It's going to be awesome to see, especially with all the balloons going in the air. Uh, try and get on the Sandia Peaks and or in a hot air balloon during that time. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Going to be beautiful to see. Excited to go down there and witness the uh, balloon festival. I believe eight hundred thousand to a million people go per year. So a couple week event. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so the solar eclipse. I think believe nine to twelve p.m. Uh, kind of central time and all that, but. Uh, solar eclipse make sure you go out on saturday and be able to see it kind of early or not not too early but in the morning all right everyone thank you all for listening to the podcast check it out uh, live on millions.co every thursday uh thank you all for listening make sure to follow the podcast on any platform any streaming service at burgers and brats and stay up to date with latest news on twitter instagram youtube millions and check out the podcast website burgers thank you all for listening take care stay safe